Hey, how's it going? This is Braden from Noble Sports. Today, I'm excited to have another interview with another Oregon Ravens player. Today, I have Kylie O'Connor Harrell on for an interview. How are you doing, Kylie? I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know this is the second time we've talked. Uh, I, I got to interview you for a W score after the, B, after the Vegas Oregon game. That was a ton of fun. Yes, ton of fun. Unfortunate ending to that game with the outcome. Was hoping for a better, for a win there, but still, it was nice chatting to you once it once it was over. I almost thought you were gonna cry in the interview. That's what it felt like, and I'm like, geez, like I I felt so <laughs> bad because, like like I said when I interviewed Danny a couple weeks ago, the score was definitely not an indicator of. It really wasn't as one sided as the score dictated you guys definitely gave a fight for Vegas and uh I I feel like there's bright things to come for Oregon so definitely and I mean I'm certainly a passionate player and show my emotion in the field so no doubt that showed in the interview as well but like you said and as Danny mentioned that game even though the score especially in the fourth quarter got away from us like I mentioned when we chatted in that interview, I think I just mentioned a, a few times, you know, we had to convert in the red zone or in the WNFC's case in the humble blue zone. Um, and we really just couldn't do that. So we had ample opportunity to win that game, but ultimately just couldn't put it together. Yeah, it, it, it was unfortunate, but it was a really entertaining game, especially from up in the booth. Uh, and it was nice weather. Typically it's very hot that this time of year and, we kind of lucked out without having it super hot for you guys as you visited Vegas. Oh, totally. It was funny because the next week we played Seattle at home and there was a bit of a heat wave in Portland. And I think during our walkthroughs, we were just roasting and like right after we played Vegas, we played Seattle at home and it was in the, the low 90s. And even during walkthroughs where we weren't even in our pads yet, I was roasting and even... You know, once the, the real warm-up started, I was like questioning if I'd get through the, the night without passing out of heat exhaustion. But once the sun went down, it was much more manageable, and we got through and were able to get a win that night, too, which was great. Awesome. That's awesome. And I want to say congrats. I, I was looking at the different uh, nominees, and it looks like you got nominated for Special Teams Player of the Year, which is awesome. Congratulations for that. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see uh, what what happens, but very honored with the the nomination. I mean, I think it's pretty fun in this league how I'm able to play not only defense at free, free safety and offense at receiver, but then also on special teams do a lot of special teams returns and all the kicking on the team too. So I think special teams is is definitely one of the most fun parts of the game that I just feel really lucky to be able to make an impact on that side of the ball. Special teams is one of those, like, I feel like forgotten positions, especially like the returners, the kickers and the punters. Cause a lot of the time, if you don't have a great kicker or a great punter or a great returner, you're, you're going to struggle. They're such crucial play, play positions. So that, that's awesome that you are receiving that, uh, that honor so yeah and definitely I think it was a part of our game where we were able to capitalize on a lot of moments you know if I could get connect really well in a punt and our punting 
uh, punt return team what could get down there and really make a, a quick tackle or help force a fumble. It was a lot of times when we were able to get turnovers. Um, and yeah, definitely on other teams, if they maybe don't have um, a strongest special teams game to where we can really capitalize over them. But it was interesting during the season as a returner, you know, even after the, our San Diego game, it was funny, their kicker came up to me and was like, oh, we purposely never kicked to you. And so that was kind of a bummer of the season too, is, you know, maybe I have a few good runs, but as the season progressives, progresses, then the opposing kickers are kind of going to avoid me. But still fun when I was able to get the, the ball in my hands. I feel like that's also an honor in itself too. Like we don't want to kick it to you because we know you can return it and possibly return it all the way. So as miserable as that may be, that's still a really good honor too. So. No, I definitely, I appreciate it. Took it as a compliment for sure, but still looking to have a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. So maybe next season will be the time. I mean, I definitely, think my speed is is my strength in the game so just trying to to capitalize on that and be able to read the blocks better to take one all the way to the house yeah I love kick returns and punt returns when they go all the way it's it's a it's a great way to change the momentum of any game and it's uh it's just fun it's just a blast to see it happen totally so well the first question I have for you is what got you started into playing football Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I played all different kinds of sports. I never really specialized in any specific sport. When it came to playing club, I would always bounce around. I lettered in six different sports in high school. Um, And then I went on to uh, do some college soccer and then also college track where I ran at the University of Oregon. So really got to hone my sprinting and hurdling and I also did the heptathlon, which is seven events over two days, an event in track and field. So really honing those skills when I was at Oregon and my sprint mechanics and just really harnessing my explosive um, fast twitch muscles. And so when it came to football, obviously girls and women haven't had as many opportunities to play football. And so in college, I actually covered Oregon football with our school paper and broadcasting um platform so I was in the press box for a lot of the football games but I never obviously had a chance to play my dad also played football and ran track at Oregon so it's just something I've really always been interested in and familiar with and so once I found out about the WNSC and about the Oregon Ravens it was actually through my friend from undergrad Dylan Vibes who is the Ravens team photographer and videographer And I saw him posting all these cool photos from the games. And I I probably instantly messaged him like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. How do you how can I get involved? And so he connected me with Juana, the president and our GM at the time, Leah. And I got connected to the tryout. And, you know, the rest is history. Last year was my first year. And I have just been so excited to be a part of the team and grow my football knowledge and my skill set on the field and it's just such a blast I bet that it's fun watching you like this is my first year sitting in the press box uh commentating the games and it's it's definitely different than sitting in the stands it's it's a more unique perspective of the game so I have a blast watching 
and calling the games. It was a ton of fun. For sure. So fun. So what was it like being a college athlete then? Because I don't have very many college athletes come on. Most of them were, they just happened to fall and and see like the WNFC or whatever other leagues. So what was it like running track for the University of Oregon? Yeah, I mean, the University of Oregon is the top track and field program in the country, in the world collegiately. And so it's definitely an elite program and learning how a program comes to be like that and the work ethic of the team and things like that I think were really well ingrained in me and helped translate into football well you know getting to practice early um, you know being completely prepared getting treatment before practice or going to physical therapy after practice and then when it comes to just being a athlete athlete holistically and sleeping enough and eating the right things and getting enough work in the right weight room and just really approaching sport and athletics in in so many different ways to make sure you can be the best athlete you can be. And so I think I've always had a very determined and focused mindset when it comes to sports and I want to compete my best and I have really high expectations that I set for myself in athletics. And so joining the Ravens and this league in general and seeing, of course, it's really early in the league. I think this is what the fourth year of the WNFC, I believe. And so there's lots of little things they're trying to iron out, but I so appreciate all the effort they're putting in to create a space where women can play football at the highest level. Um, And so I think just taking my background of running track at Oregon and being able to translate it into the Ravens and the WNFC, I can see ways in which we can grow the sport. And, you know, maybe I can help my teammates understand how we can improve the program and how we can, you know, really grow the culture and improve the culture as a team to make it an elite program where we expect everyone to be at a certain level and expect everyone to put in the time and just, it takes so much time and effort to play women's football. And obviously when I was running track in college, I had a, or I had academics and extracurriculars at well as well, but really prioritizing track at that time. And so translating that to the Ravens and helping create a culture where we really can see that time and effort and commitment put in from everyone on the team. So we can hopefully get to the next level, you know, where we can win more games or we can make playoffs and be in contention for the championship. Um, Cause obviously that is the biggest goal. Um, and so I think, you know, we have a, a ways to go, but we're progressing and, and growing as a group. And yeah, to answer your question, I think my, my background in an elite level program just helps me see what we need to do now to get to that level and be in contention for the championship, like I said. And I think you guys have made strives from, because I I, obviously I've been following the WNFC for a couple years now, being in Vegas and kind of working with the Silver Stars, just seeing how you guys have progressed through the years. It's, you guys have already improved drastically where, when I was talking with Danny, I, I almost feel like you're on the cusp of having a really great breakout season because the talent's there. It's just it's just cleaning up a couple things, and I think you guys have a really bright future, and I'm excited to see because 
yes, I'm, I'm I'm partial to Vegas, but I do enjoy watching all the teams play and just seeing how the game is progressing because I'm a girl dad and my daughter is taking after me. She is literally, if you were to take a carbon copy of me and make it a girl, that's my daughter. <laughs> and, and she's already tall. So like I'm six two and they're saying she's going to be around the six foot range. So hopefully fingers crossed, she wants to play football. And if she does, you guys are definitely making it a whole lot easier for her as you guys are progressing and becoming better. So definitely. And I think, you know, I completely agree. We have so many great pieces to the puzzle and playmakers. It's just about putting it together. And I see so much potential in this team. I think that, um, yeah, when it comes to what we need to do, I, I mean, I, like I spoke to you about our offense and just being able to score, but we're making huge strides and ultimately we have to just keep recruiting. I mean, I wasn't a part of the team in its first year, but even last year to this year, what I've been a part of has, has grown just tenfold and the amount of depth we have in so many positions, you know, in my first year, last year, I had, sprained both my ankles and at while we played LA I had a pretty bad like high ankle sprain and five minutes after the sprain I had to go out and and kick the the PAT and I ended up having to go in later at free free safety even though I was just hobbling around and so this year you know I I did tear my hamstring um, against Utah but was able to get get treatment and get back on the field for LA and Vegas, which is great. But even if I weren't able to, I would have been confident in who my backups were and having that depth is just so important, but continuing to recruit and get even more depth and being able to have more competition at practice, because ultimately, you know, you practice how we got to practice how we play and having more competition in practice for people to push us and help us be prepared when, you know, we play some of these powerhouse teams like Utah or San Diego that have the size and have the speed being able to have that kind of challenge in practice I think is is really important so just continuing to try to build off this year and the progress we made and yeah I definitely have high hopes heading into next year I'm excited to see what the future holds for you guys Uh, it's been fun just watching even the growth within the league, like when I helped with the Vegas tryouts like two years ago, I think we had like 50 people from to this next year. I think they had over like 70 people come out for tryouts. It's just showing how much the sport is growing, not only for the individual teams, but as a league as a whole, because obviously they added two new teams. Who knows? Maybe they'll add a couple more teams. And then it's just exciting to see the growth of uh, women's football. So. The future's definitely bright. Definitely. So the next question I have for you comes from my mom. I, I'm sure you know parents are <laughs> the biggest supporters, and my mom is one of the biggest supporters of my podcast. Uh, her her question that she likes to hear about is, how do you juggle? Because obviously you're not getting paid to play football right now. That's something that I feel like is going to change soon, hopefully. But how do you juggle working – a daytime job and playing football and traveling and doing all that fun stuff. Yeah, it definitely is a challenge. I mean, 
I work for New Balance, which is funny since the league is sponsored by a different brand and I'm not supposed to wear any competing brands. But anyway, um, so I have to travel a lot. I'm based in Portland, but I travel across the Pacific Northwest managing um, our activations in the territory and working with different accounts. And so during our preseason, for example, I think I was in Boston twice. I was in Alaska once. I was in Seattle like 10 times. I was in Spokane a few times. So I, I travel a ton. Um, like I was just in Pittsburgh last week. And so it definitely creates challenges because I mean, I want to be able to be at practice every single time. And I want to have all this extra time to work on where I see, could see improvement. But at the end of the day, like you said, we're not paid to play football. So we all have to manage everything that's going on outside of football as well. So I think for me, it's a a matter of first communicating with the coaches and our our leadership in the Ravens so they understand, you know, why I'm missing a practice or, or why I'm going to be late, anything like that. But at the same time, like making sure I get work in on my own time, whether that's going to the gym while I'm traveling or trying to find a field nearby to to run some routes or anything like that. So working within my constraints, because at the end of the day, you know, I can't just not work for the entire um, WNFC season. So that's got to maintain. But I think it's a testament to our, my prioritization and time management skills and my ability to really get my work done when needed. But then when I am able to go to practice, you know, I try to get there early. I give it everything I have and I compartmentalize anything else going on in my work life so I can just focus on football when I'm at football practice. Um, but it is a challenge across uh, every team, I'm sure. And our team, a lot of people, of course, have jobs. Some people are parents. So everyone is juggling a lot. Um, but I, I think it is manageable. I mean, the, the times of our practices are in the evenings. Um, so it, I make it work for sure. But like I said, if I have work travel that can't wait, then just making sure I'm continuing to communicate and get extra work in while I can. So is your work pretty supportive of you playing for the Oregon Ravens? Yeah, definitely. They... I... <laughs> team is, is really supportive and they love cheering me on. I mean, my game in LA, a few of my coworkers came to watch and here in Portland, some of my coworkers have came to watch. I mean, New Balance is based in Boston. So there's just random people scattered across the country that maybe can come to my games occasionally, but they're very supportive and they're pretty understanding that, you know, even though I'm not really supposed to wear competing brands, that, you know, it's something that they may see on my jersey if it's affiliated with the WNFC. So they're definitely supportive. That's awesome. And that's what it's going to ultimately take to continue to grow the league is getting all these people to come out and watch the games. So that's awesome that they're supportive. For sure. Definitely. So the next question I have for you, sorry, I don't know if you hear my daughter, but she decided <laughs> to come play next to me. So <laughs> no worries. Uh, so the next question I have from you uh, is actually a question I borrowed from my uh, uncle-in-law. He also hosts a podcast. Uh, he asked an Olympian 
this question. I just really liked it. So the question is, um, if you were in front of a giant crowd and the question was posed to you, why should people support women in sports? What would your answer be? I think, I mean, it's a great question. I think ultimately a lot of people question whether women's sports is as interesting, as compelling, as physical as a lot of the male sports in the NFL or the NBA or whatever it is. And I would say it absolutely is. You know, if you were to come out to one of our games, you see all the physicality, you see the game game um, changing plays, you see all the different athletes who are perfecting their craft. And so I would say people should ultimately support women's sports if they want to see a competitive game, if they want to see these playmakers. So it's got this huge entertainment component component where I believe we're just as entertaining as the NFL can be. I mean, I've taken a ton of massive hits and I've tried to make tackles on, on women two or three times my size. And it is fun. And I mean, we've seen it recently in the WNFC playoffs and how exciting these games can be and how competitive it is. And I would just encourage everyone to watch it and not question whether it might be, like I said, not as competitive because it, it truly is. And ultimately, if they want to support women, think about the future of, like you said, like your daughter and thinking about the generations to come and trying to create a league and a space where, where they can play and really be supported. Um, Cause that's definitely the goal. Like you said, hoping to, make women's football something that can be a full-time job where women can be paid and not have to manage all these different priorities. Um, so that's the, the future of the league, hopefully. And like I, like I said, just wanting to support women's sports, but also just wanting to watch a competitive, intriguing, exciting game. Oh, yeah. It, and that's what I tell everyone, because I, I talk about – Obviously, with my podcast, I focus a ton not just on women's football, but all all aspects. So all the sports as well as content creators, because a lot of the content creators get a lot of crap, too, which is from outside looking in. Like, I, obviously, I don't understand it completely as a, as a male, but like it, it, I could see how frustrating it is because they put out great content. And it's like, why are you questioning whether it's true or not? Like the content is correct and it, they're knowledgeable just let them do what they want like it it, it doesn't really matter but um especially I, I convinced a co-worker recently to go give uh the aces a try the WNBA team yes he took right. his whole whole family and he said it was a blast he said they had so much fun and he's like I was I didn't know what to expect but when I saw the score get into the like the 90s and the hundreds he's like it's just as entertaining if not more entertaining the NBA like and that's what people that's what I've noticed is when people give it a chance they they say that they say it's it's entertaining it's just as fun and so eventually it's going to get there and the hype train is going and people are going to realize that they should have jumped on it a lot sooner than they they are a hundred percent yeah here in Portland I love watching the Portland Thorns and they just continue to win NWSL um cups and 
just are, are so good and competitive. And uh, the, the Timbers here in Portland for soccer are also really fun to watch, but there's just so many opportunities to watch women's sports and support them. I definitely would encourage everyone to give it a try. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. And I've, I've actually created a monster in it. So, like, my daughter went to all of the home Vegas games for the WNFC, and she got used oh, nice. to the fact that after the game, she could go give the players a high five and go talk to them. <laughs> so when I for took sure. her to the Aces game, she's like, Dad, I want to go give the players a high five. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that. I don't have that kind trickier. of pull. <laughs> so for one sure. day, maybe. That, that's one day. The goal. I'm studying marketing <laughs> right now, and I kind of want to go the sports marketing route. Yeah. So, Very cool. So hopefully. Nice. So – the question I have, the next question I have for you is, who do you think is going to win the championship? You've got the Texas team oh. that is undefeated and Mississippi Lady Panthers, who yes. have had a really great season as well. Definitely. I mean, it's so hard to bet against Texas when they have never lost a game in the history of the league. And they... I mean, I was uh, last year, I went and played an all-pro game in Dallas, and I was there to watch the Texas-Utah game, the championship for the Nine Cup. And, I mean, we had played Utah twice last season and got demolished both times. And then so to see Dallas go and beat Utah by whatever, 20, 30 points, it's just Dallas, Texas, they're such a powerhouse. So... I would have to say if I was betting on it, I would probably go with uh, Texas Elite. But I definitely hope that Mississippi wins. You know, I've seen some of their games, and they're great. I mean, they have a great um, passing game, got a great running game, great defense, and they have shown themselves and proven themselves this season. So I'll be excited to see them play Texas. And, you know, for the, the sake of the league – someone has to take Texas down because speaking to women's football being exciting, if Texas elite, excuse me, elite Spartans are winning every single game and the championship every single year, it takes some of the excitement out. And so we do need to create less of a disparity between the best and the worst teams in the league. And it's tough, you know, because I mean, whether it's high school sports or WNFC, Texas always has, really great athletes and I was excited to see Houston Mambas come around and be great their first year um, as yeah, the first year in the league and help create some competition in the Texas region but ultimately we have to have some team someone hopefully Mississippi but someone needs to take Texas down and then we can just have more competition across the league and and like I said hopefully equalize the range in not in creating fewer blowouts and games and more competition and more exciting games all across the board. But yeah, to answer your question, I think Texas, but I'm hoping Mississippi. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking the same. I, I would love to see Texas go down, but they're such a powerhouse. A team that I would really like to see Texas play, but I know it will never happen because of, how the WNFC stance is, but the WFA has 
their own version of the Texas team and the Boston Renegades. They, I think, have won the last four championships for the WFA, and I think that would be a really fun matchup to watch them play against Texas just because they're both powerhouses in their respectable, respective leagues just to see what it would happen, but I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, I know it would be really interesting to see, but because I definitely have heard of, heard about the Renegades and their dominance in, in the WFA, but ultimately too, it's it's tough because I feel like across social media before the season started, I noticed that Texas was recruiting some players, all the best players from the WFA, and kind of taking them and. And honestly, I think that both leagues in general, if in the future at some point figure out um, like merging some teams of some sort, or maybe it's just the highest division of the WFA that merges in WNFC to create more like more depth in teams, especially in markets like Portland. Like here, for example, we have the Portland Shockwave, the WFA team, but they don't have as big of a team as us. I would argue that it's not as competitive on the roster, but if we could have access to that, that talent and help supplement, you know, areas where maybe we're lacking some depth, it's just a numbers game and, and trying to gather all the talent in women's tackle football in Portland, for example, or in Oregon, it's, there's not that many people to choose from. So I think at some point, I see if the leagues could merge in some capacity. And like I said, maybe it's just the highest division in the WFA, but something along those lines. Yeah, because the WFA has, I want to say, like 50 or 60 teams in there because they have, they kind of follow the whole European soccer where they, you can either get promoted or relegated depending on how well you do. So the top division is the teams that are always really super competitive and have the biggest following. And then you have the teams that kind of struggle that are in the lower division. So, but I think that would be a smart idea instead of having them constantly compete against each other, merging and making it one super power league. I think it'd be awesome, but that's definitely something that, uh, the uh, CEO of both these leagues needs to think about. So, <laughs> Yeah, down the road, someday maybe. We'll see. Yeah, so the next question I have for you is, what is what has been your most memorable play thus far in your career? And it could be a couple plays. I know that's kind of a loaded question. Mm, oh, my gosh, that is a tough question. Um, most memorable play. I mean – I'll say one that comes to mind for each season. So this past season, I mean, I have to say our first game of the year, I had a pick six that was memorable for me just because it was my first pick six. And it was um, against Seattle, at Seattle. And it was a 58-yard pick six. And it was just so cool to, like, be able to celebrate in the end zone with my team and I love playing defense and I love playing free safety and I think this year it definitely started to click how to read the offense and how to you know take risks on my coverage and really maybe jump a pass or or make those big plays so I would have to say that pick six was was really memorable last season oh man I guess two kind of come to mind because also in our first game of the year against Seattle 
we went into double overtime and I ended up going to kick the game winning field goal. And so that was definitely exciting. And I mean, like we talked about special teams and kicking is especially just not something that's focused on in the league. I mean, even the Ravens, my team, we last year especially never practiced special teams. Any kicking practice I got was pretty much in the game. I mean, maybe a few other small opportunities during practice, but it's just not a focus. And so it was cool to kick that game-winning field uh, uh, field goal just to end it right there. I would say otherwise, there was definitely a few moments. I know when we played Denver Bandits at home, the initials to start the game, the kickoff, I returned it and almost, almost got it all the way um, for a touchdown. But there was one last, the kicker actually snagged my ankles, I think. And so I, I don't know how many yards they took it, but like 60 yards um, back. So that was exciting just to kind of kick off that game at such a high note. But yeah, I would say those are the moments that come to mind. That's awesome. It, you kind of did one for each of, each of the positions that you played. And I mean, <laughs> I will say hats off to you. I, I was a linebacker when I played football and I always thought they were hard hitting, but safeties definitely take they take the the cake for being the hardest hitters <laughs> on the team. They uh, you don't have an easy job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 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 getting there. You know, I still feel like I'm a little bit undersized. I mean, in track, I was like, want to say like 118 pounds was my typical weight in track and field, and so I've been trying to put on more and more muscle um like from last year this year and now going into off season just continuing to to put on some weight without sacrificing my explosiveness and all my speed um because yeah it's it's been so fun to learn how to tackle especially coming from a sport where there's you know no contact at all um learning about that and how to like safely tackle someone and how to you know break down and you know, I may be fast, but I can't run past them. I have to really break down and, and get there and, and wrap up. Um, so, like I said, I feel like I'm starting to click in the free safety position. So, I'm excited to go to the offseason, gain some, some more muscle, and then come into next season ready to, to dish out some big hits. Awesome. Well, I'm going to look forward to it because I'm definitely going to continue. Hopefully, Vegas will invite me back to be the commentator. I mean, I would happily – step aside if they uh, hire a couple of women commentators. I think that would be super awesome for the sport as well. But right now, I, I was actually surprised. They reached out and they're like, hey, would you be interested? And I was like, sure. Because uh, before, how the league has kind of been with me, because I don't support – so I do support both the leagues. They've kind of put an X on me, like, uh, because I don't specify which league I support. I'm bad for business, so I was I was surprised. But hopefully next year mm-hmm. I'll be able to, to call the games, but you never know. Things change. Yeah. I'll still no, be supportive. Fingers, yeah, fingers crossed. And, I mean, I do think everything, you know, you're doing to help bring attention to women's football. And same with, like, on the, the Silver Stars with um, Shakedown with, with Shay. I think that's been so awesome to see. I just feel like we need more people like you all who are trying to bring attention to the sport and help tell the stories of the players. So I do appreciate it very much. 
Yeah, it's fun. And like I said, I'm a girl dad. I do it for her because I want her to have whatever she decides to do. I'm not going to force her to play sports. So if she wants to do dance or she wants to do something else, I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader regardless. So and this that's the whole reason why I started this podcast was a way to so hopefully when she's older she sees oh dad you actually tried to help you weren't totally you weren't anti you were you were trying to help so the last question last question I have for you it's my favorite one Um, if you could give a piece of advice to like the little girls like my daughter for example what piece of advice would you give to her all the other little girls Yeah, I honestly think the biggest piece of advice I would give is just to try everything. I mean, I know you said, you know, you'd support your daughter in whatever she wants to do. If she ends up liking sports and wanting to play sports, try every sport. You know, like I mentioned in my experience, I never participated in club sports. And while, you know, typically right now, that's not the route a lot of parents or or kids end up taking just when it comes to being recruited by colleges it might make it a little bit tougher if you're not specialized but I think that me you know in high school doing uh, soccer and cross country and swim team and basketball and track and golf and just trying so many different sports I didn't ever get burnt out unlike you know a lot of my teammates in college I competed in I trained with so many Olympians and NCAA champions, but by the end of our college career, a lot of my teammates who were given pro contracts to run and had the opportunity to be a pro track field athlete, some of them just ultimately decided not to take it because simply of burnout. And they had been at that point running for, you know, 15 plus years of their of their life and so it's so consuming so my biggest advice is just to try everything see what you like just enjoy it and never try to think of a sport as a job just especially in high school or middle school or elementary school just growing up just have fun and try every sport you possibly can um that would be yeah be my advice awesome yeah, my, my daughter's already started to play tennis, and she's tried soccer. She she wasn't too keen on soccer, but <laughs> you, she likes tennis, so they, yeah. they do it at daycare. It, it, it's a cute little program. It's like 20 bucks a week, and they come for like an hour, and they show her like techniques and stuff, and they like do dance, and it, it's it's a whole thing, and I mean, for a bunch of four-year-olds, it, it's it's a great way to introduce sports, so. I, oh, right. I agree. That's kind of why I stopped playing football is I felt burnt out. And I was, I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, I, I don't want to be crippled for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I like to hit hard. That was, that was the one thing. And I think after my fourth concussion, I was like, yeah, no, I, I don't think this is for me anymore. Unfortunately, I'll still support it, but I won't play it. <laughs> so. Definitely makes sense. Before we go, is there anyone you'd like to shout out? I mean, I guess just my my whole Raven squad. I know we talked about them a lot in the beginning and all the potential I see in Oregon Ravens team. So just want to, yeah, shout them out. And I'm really optimistic about our future and our our chances at making a big jump next year. You know, we're kind of 
feel like in the WNFC, in the league, other teams don't really think of us as a threat. And I really want to put that that mentality, switch that upside down and really come at it next year and, like, shock a lot of people. So just shouting out the Ravens squad and excited for everything we're going to do next year. Awesome. I expect bright things. Just watching you guys play that one game, there's definitely a lot of potential, and I think you're going to shock people next season. So I agree with you. I appreciate it. And then if people want to follow you on uh, social media, what is your social media handle so they can find you and support you? Yeah. My sports-related Instagram is multi underscore. Um, so M-U-L-T. Let me – and, yeah, Kai my Instagram I kind of post anything related to track or football or just athletics in general so yeah at multi underscore Kai on Instagram awesome well thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to share your story with me I, I really appreciate it and like I said I'm excited to see what happens with Oregon this next season yeah no problem thank you again for having me and I appreciate appreciate and all you're doing to help bring to light all the stories of female athletes and bring more recognition to the sport. So thank you again. Awesome. And if you have any teammates that want to share their story, send them my way. I, I love interviewing anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter if they're a starter or a star or if they're a bench warmer. I will share their story regardless. So thank you again. Awesome. Definitely will do. Thanks. All right. And this will uh, right. this episode will be ready in a couple like an hour or two. I'll I'll send you a link to it. Cool, sounds great. Appreciate it. Have right. a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.